uh, among our among the uh, the three gems, the three jewels, uh, specifically the Sangha jewel, the Sangha treasure, um, and and then taking refuge in the Sangha treasure. So um, I was first uh, struck by how important this was. Uh, maybe, maybe I should have been struck a little earlier because it it was I'd been I'd been at the Santa Cruz Zen Center for for six years before I went to Tassajara for practice period. But in one of the first talks that uh, Reb gave at the practice period was, he asked us to look around at the uh, group of monks that were there for the practice period, and he said, uh, "I hope that uh, I hope that you can find good friends in this community because because practice periods are hard work, and it's it's nice to do that with good friends." It's nice to share your experiences. It's nice to um, to connect. Um, so so please look around and and uh, I hope you can find some good friends here at Tassajara during your practice period. And and uh, that really was key. I did find good friends and. Um, uh, um, and it really, I really did realize that um, that my friendships within the community of monks uh, uh, really, uh, really nourished me uh, throughout the practice period, along with the uh, along with the sitting practice, uh, the Dharma treasure, or the. Um, uh, yes, the the Dharma treasure and the Buddha treasure. Um, uh, the, so um, so that was a uh, one mention of 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 this Sangha treasure that I was really able to say yes, that that is true. That's true in my life. Um, you know, even Catherine talked, uh, gave a lecture once on uh, this practice of ours um, that she called um, uh, swimming upstream. Uh, you know, um, uh, our practice, our practice is, is not about, you know, floating down the inner tube of our, of our lives. Um, uh, Pushed along by our, our our habits, uh, again and again, uh, our our practice is not uh, following in, in what uh, society says is this is a successful way to negotiate life. You know what's the best best uh, uh, job you can get? What's the best education you can get? I, I'm not against education, trust me, but but. Um, uh, it's not about sort of society's um, measures of success. <clears throat> Our practices is, is like swimming upstream, looking inward, um, finding 
our true self and uh, and true contentment. And um, uh, so she <clears throat> she she was looking looking at our practice in the same way that uh, that Reb was. Um, I, I just wanted uh, she didn't go on to say in this lecture about um, about uh, nourishment with the Sangha treasure, but um, but uh, I just wanted to say that uh, that's kind of the nature of our practice is that it's a little different than uh, how the rest of the world says to negotiate uh, success or what's the meaning of happiness. It's a little different, and it's a little uh, up. Uh, it's it's like swimming upstream. Catherine said. Actually, even the Buddha um, talked about this this stream. Uh, uh, the Buddha gave the parable of um, of cows, a herd of cattle, fording the river um, to go on the other side of the river where it was shady and there was uh, green pastures. And he said that uh, even, 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 even the cattle, they stick together. Um, you know, the, the, big, the big cows go first to kind of model, to kind of give strength uh, for the rest of the herd to, to go across this river. Um, but they all they all do it together to support each other. Um, so so the so the Buddha was also talking about this practice. Uh, he, he made sure to say that it wasn't upstream, uh, like pushing like pushing against a fire hose. It was more like a cross stream that that you do with that you do with um, with other sangha members for for support and and modeling. To get to that other shore, so um, so this sangha, the sangha treasure, and our upstream practice really go hand in hand, and uh, and I really encourage you to take a look at um, at uh, practice and. Uh, and uh, you know we've all had the chance now over these last uh, two and a half years to uh, to do a lot of this practice right here in our rooms. Here we are, right here in our rooms. Although we're we're doing sangha practice together on some level, but um, but maybe you've had a lot more experience sitting in your rooms. Um, uh, on a regular basis during these two and a half years, and you might you might uh, take a look take a look at your practice and say, can I can I see can I feel the difference or is there a difference between um, this uh, quiet corner in my room than when uh, when we uh, gather at six in the morning or six at night or at noon times to sit with each other. Even if it's silent sitting, even if it's um, even if we're not conversing much, um, is there a difference between you know sitting with others versus versus our our uh, solo practice? You know they both have virtue, 
and uh, but but you might you might uh, make it a mindfulness pro, uh, um, observation. You know, can I can I can I see any difference between sitting with others in person and sitting um, at, at home? What's the difference in that in that practice? So. Um, so uh so this is this is kind of a you know i i, I realized that uh that last week um gene uh made an appeal to um uh to to check out our new in person practice with uh our new our new um epa filter system um and now we're adding the chairs back, uh, adding more cushions in um, because we're following CDC guidelines. So there's room for more of us in the, in the Zendo. We're, we're still wearing masks because uh, over these two years, we know that that's, that's a, a, another way that we can stay safe and still, still be with each other. So, um, so Jean made an appeal to, to you know, uh, do a little Zoom, do a little in-person, uh, uh, strike a balance. Um, I, I I'm going to appeal to uh, to Glinda the Good Witch, who says, you know, come out, come out wherever you are, and and when she starts singing that, you know, all the all the Munchkins kind of kind of come out from under the house, you know, where they've been hiding. They come out behind the bushes from where they've been hiding, and they very carefully start interacting again. So, so Glenda can be our our good teacher uh, for for coming back to the Zendo. I know that um, that Stan and Joyce have have made a practice of coming to the noon sits. Uh, so they're they're meeting with they're meeting in person. Um, uh, Shakti, it's it's hard for Shakti to get a ride to the Zendo, but she's made a practice of uh, of coming to the the full moon ceremony every month, so that she can sit and practice with us in person. And you know, there's a lot of people on Zoom uh, that 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 uh, come in from from far away, and Zoom has been a great way to to uh, renew relationships with people uh far away but but uh you, you know you can you, you might uh, uh Bar barbara herself uh came in from far far away in the foothills of the sierras and joined us for the the 10 year memorial uh catherine's 10 year memorial service and uh gathering so uh so we have our yearly schedule so those far away could say, you know, I could I could come in for for a sangha day. I could come in um, for uh, for the rohatsu sashin. Um, I can come in for a series of classes, and uh, so you so you sort of uh, you sort of balance out your um, your Zoom practice with your Zendo practice. I encourage all of you to give this a try, and you know that that that's how we're instructed to um, to negotiate uh, the three treasures: the 
the um, Buddha treasure, the Dharma treasure, and the Sangha treasure. Sometimes we find ourselves meditating um, uh, exclusively. You know, it's just our time, time in our life that we really want to, that we really want to sit. And, um, and then at some point you say, you know, I've really got to sort of balance this out with, with my, uh, with my Dharma practice. Uh, I, I really, I really need to, um, to start uh, coming to some of the classes or I, I need to, I need to find a web a website where I can do a little more study. Uh, and then sometimes we, we balance that out with, you know, I really do need to uh, look at my Sangha practice and feel nourished by my Sangha siblings who uh, are practicing the same way I am, who, are, uh, who hold the same values that I do. And, uh, and uh, uh, and practice the Dharma with them. You know, um, uh, in the um, uh, in the in the Dhamma in the um, I'm not going to be oh, in the Ratana Sutra Ratna Sutra Sutra. Uh, the Buddha talks about. Um, the Sangha treasure and says that uh, our, our Sangha siblings are like, are like the Indra post. And there's a footnote to what that means. It's the, it's the post at the, at the opening gate to a monastery. You know, Indra was the head of all the ancient uh, Indian pantheon of gods uh, and uh, and uh, his host was the the strongest and so it uh, and so uh, so our Sangha siblings are like the, the pillars the pillars of our community uh, we want to be with them um, because uh, because of the practice that we share and we see them as uh, in the same way that our our uh, sitting practice offers us stability. Our Sangha siblings um, offer us uh, good modeling, modeling of, of uh, the practice of the Dharma, of, of how we use our, uh, the Dharma to negotiate, to negotiate our lives. So uh, I just like this image. You know, we, we had, um, We've got a good solid gate now, but it's it's only about a it's only about a year or so old. Um, we decided we wanted to put a swinging gate, and the, the fence in front of the Zen Center was kind of rotten and crooked and wouldn't hold up the gate. So we had to have a a new a, a new uh, a new fence in the front, that short little bit, um, uh, and and a gate. But but then but then when the the workers started digging. They saw that oh, underneath all of that is is all is all of our plumbing, is our fancy plumbing, and so so it was. It turned out to be quite a job, and we had to move the post to the other side of the um, of the sidewalk, and uh, it was quite a job. But now we've got a good 
a good solid Indra pillar, Indra post, uh, where we have the um, the little um, the little gatehouse holding Idasanten, the guardian of our Dharma, is is now good and solid, good and solidly built. You know where um, we have just uh, started using incense again inside the zendo because we've got this this um, this nice filter system and um, and so we've started using it but you know we're all out of practice um, with uh, with our with our Jiko skills with our incense bearing skills so it's been a work in progress over these last few weeks we're all say oh we used to do it this way uh, now we're doing it this way. I, I remember this is how we're doing it. And so 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 um so there's several people now that are taking on um, you know, renewing their their Jiko skills. And it's so inspiring to uh, you know, every time, every time we do it, we remember uh how it used to be done. We uh, we 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 find it in our bodies again, and uh we remind each other. Oh, this is this is the way this is the way we used to do it, and it's it's uh, it's inspiring to see my sangha siblings all with such intense effort to uh, practice for the sake of all of us. They're not doing they're not taking on the jiko the jiko skills um, to show off. How good they're doing! It's about um, it's about uh, uh, making the practice of of service and chanting as um, harmonious as possible for all of us, um, and it's inspiring to see the effort that we're that we're all putting into to renewing these uh, Jiko skills. This morning, I was I was uh, uh, noticing. I, I, I mentioned it in the circle that um, that um, the service just went so smoothly. Um, uh, the doan gives one big bell, and the doshi moves one direction. The fukudo at that very moment moves in another direction towards the Mokugyo, and uh, the Sangha member goes to uh, pick up the, the sutra books to pass out. And it was just, it was just uh, uh, glorious the way that one bell gives a sound and everyone just does their um, their sangha ballet, and um, and we're we're getting good at it. You know, we're, we've had to refresh all of these skills because we were we were out of practice for two years, um, and um, it's just glorious to see that effort and so inspiring um, to see that effort again and again. So um, 
So take a look at your schedule. Take a look at your weekly schedule. Take a look at your monthly or your yearly schedule. And, um, and like uh, Linda says, come out, come out, come back to the Zendo when you can. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and see how that nourishes your practice. Um, so uh, the the Buddha doesn't just tell us the role of Buddha practice and the role of Dharma practice and the role of Sangha practice in our lives and the life of our of, of practicing. Uh, the, the Buddha instructs us um, to take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. And you know this, he taught this in the Dhammapada, uh, one of the very first um, uh, sutras that he that he gave, one of the very first teachings that he gave is taking refuge in uh, Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And this is a vow. This is a, when, when we take refuge um, in our tradition, it's, um, it's uh, vowing to look at Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha as, as, um, where we go for safety. Um, it's saying that, you know, this is our, this is our, uh, what did they call them in the 50s? And uh, uh, this is our bomb shelter. Um, this is where we go to be safe. And this is where we point others to, to, uh, to be safe from the suffering in their lives. Um, and think about, Think about what we uh, it just uh, the conventional term of refuge really is about safety, um, and uh, and uh, it's about it's about going to that to your house uh, or where the family is, where uh, you've created this safe space. Um, so the Buddha says, vow to have this safe space in uh, Buddha practice, Dharma practice, and Sangha practice. This is how you negotiate. You, you vow to negotiate your lives with the awakening of Buddha, with the practice and teaching of the Buddha, and with the clear, open-hearted relationships that you develop in Sangha. This is the vow that you take. This, 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 is, this is his first teaching on, on um, taking refuge in the Dhammapada. Um, people threatened with danger, they go to many a refuge, to mountains, forests, parks, trees, and shrines. That's not the secure refuge. That's not the highest refuge. That's not the refuge having gone to which you gain relief 
from release from all suffering. But when having gone for refuge to the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, you see with right discernment the Four Noble Truths. That's the secure refuge. That the highest refuge. That is the refuge having gone to which you gain release from all suffering. So right from the very beginning of Buddha's teaching, he says, he says, you've got a vow to go to that, um, to that shelter, that place of relief from suffering. And you've got to um, teach, teach others that that's the place where they can be relieved from their suffering. This is our, this is, uh, we talk about the forms. Um, you, you, you know, we, we, we get all excited, or I, I, I've expressed my excitement just now in how inspired I am with this passing of incense or the, the ballet of, um, of our services. You know, I, about once a month, and that's our family style. Um, I, I over the years I said, you know, this is my family. This is this is what nourishes me, uh, and um, and I I think this is really an important part of my life to understand how to do this motion. And uh, but you know, over the last few years, I've I, there's a there's a, um, a a group at the Vipassana Center that I go to once once a month. And you know, it's a different family style. It's uh, it's uh, they they put out their uh, their big blankets, and they've got their water bottles and and their snacks, and um, and they settle in for the duration. You know, uh, uh, to their uh, I, I mean I, I I'm pointing out the differences in our style, but you know when they go to a session. They do it for ten days. They do it for two weeks. Uh, uh, they, they, uh, no wonder they're settling in. No, they're bringing a whole campsite um, uh, to be able to really settle into their retreats for for ten days or two weeks at a time. But it's a different, it's a different style. And so, uh, uh, so if if refuge um, takes on uh, for you as it does for me. This um, flying back home, you know, to your family, and and appreciating the family style, the meals that you eat on a regular basis. You know, maybe they, maybe at at um, maybe at uh, those vipassana retreats, they've never they've never tasted a, a tofu scramble, the way that um, has been passed down to us over the generations of uh, sangha going. Um, Maybe they don't know the, the beauties of, uh, of chia pudding, the way we've uh, taken that on in the last several uh, sashins. That's become our family style. And, and that's, where, uh, that's where I go for refuge. Um, not only the food and sashin, but, the, but my Sangha siblings are also uh, um, offer me nourishment and refuge from suffering. I'm, I, model, I model my activities 
after my after my dharma family so um so this is the not only um the the buddha's teaching on taking refuge in buddha dharma sangha but this is my experience of of uh, of taking refuge in sangha and uh and uh for our brief discussion tonight we might um decide to to talk about uh how uh how sangha has nourished us maybe give a little give a little anecdotes about yeah yeah that's that's what the sangha treasure is i i know that to be true because this is what i experienced so um may our continued zoom practice point us to the moon of in-person sitting at the zendo and the fulfillment of taking refuge in sangha beings are numberless i vow to save them delusions are inexhaustible i vow to end them dharma gates are boundless i vow to enter them buddha's way is unsurpassable i vow to become it